That's what makes us tough. And we keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith, your morning man on News Talk 760 WJR with you Monday through Friday from 6 till 9. But I love being with you for these special Opportunity Detroit radio shows as well. And we'll welcome in Tanisha Evans, owner of Girl Boss Fashions. Mark Hollis with a wrap-up as chief operating officer of Rock Ventures, the wrap-up of a very successful Rocket Mortgage Classic and the new date for the new one next year, June 29th through July 2nd with Mark Hollis. And then we'll wrap it up with Laura Horwath, owner of the Fern Boutique. It's all about opportunity. It's all about Detroit. And it's all right now. Detroit, Michigan. First up on Opportunity Detroit, we welcome back Tanisha Evans, the owner of Girl Boss Fashions. And I love checking back with people who've been with us before on Opportunity Detroit to find out how things are going and to learn that something that was very important to Tanisha way back in our last conversation has come to fruition. Something she wanted to do, something she wanted to accomplish, and she has done it. Tanisha Evans, owner of Girl Boss Fashions, welcome back to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, Paul. How are you today? I am excellent and even better upon just finding out that one of the things we talked about last time is you're doing business in a pop-up and your desire to become a permanent Detroit business. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners what happened July 1st? July 1st, Girl Boss became a permanent fixture in the portfolio for Barrett Rock. Uh, we started off as a pop-up on Library Street, and our pop-up turned into a permanent. So July 1st, 2022, um, Girl Boss uh, relocated to the heart of the city of Detroit. We're located at 111 Monroe Street, right there where everything is going on in the heartbeat in the, of the city where things are happening, things are moving, things are shaking. You know, they said that uh, the city of Detroit was experiencing a resurging where the uh, business people were coming back, businesses were opening. Yes, in spite of the pandemic, we're yet alive. Oh, yeah, alive and thriving and accomplishing (laughs) what you hope to accomplish, which I just love the idea. Here you are. From pop-up to permanent location at 111 Monroe Street, now a really good, strong part of the city of Detroit, as you put it, Tanisha Evans of Girl Boss Fashions, right in the heart of where all the action is. And to catch people up with, or maybe hearing you for the first time, if I recall, Girl Boss Fashions was inspired to give women apparel with a little bling. Yeah. So mothers and daughters can go out and dress alike and not have to compromise their style. We have uh, pieces that are timeless pieces. Uh, We don't just give you uh, a product. We give you an experience. So when you come into Girl Boss, you leave out excited, knowing that it's not the clothes that make you, but it's you that make the clothes. So uh, our women are empowered. They're inspired. They're encouraged. 
um, when they come into Girl Boss to see the exciting things that we have going on. We have literally one-of-a-kind pieces, and uh, you won't see a thousand of you walking out on the street. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Go ahead, Paul. I, I think that that's, that's fascinating, the, the different way men and women look at fashion. You know, I generally, if I, I, I don't remember the last time I put a suit on. It probably wasn't for a, a good occasion, but I put a suit on, and never did it cross my mind to think, "Gee, I hope no other guy is wearing a suit just like mine." But I know that that's different uh, from for what women face. You you put on an outfit, you want to be special. You don't want to pass yourself several times uh, while you're walking around uh, with that nice outfit on. Right, and that is absolutely true. Uh, a lot of my customers, I have a specific uh, couple that comes down. They uh, frequent Europe a lot, and when she's in Michigan, she she makes a long trip down to come to Girl Boss. She said because she's going to find unique pieces. She won't see her pieces duplicated, um, you know, because each person goes around a different group of people. So she says that she's excited. She said, you know, she said, I have a secret. She said, I won't, I don't tell people that I come to girl boss because I don't want everybody coming to where I come. She said, but I promise you this one thing. When I do come, I will make sure that I buy, buy, buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing because, you you know, most businesses uh, really uh, uh, depend on word of mouth. Uh, yes. but I, But I also understand in the world of fashion, you kind of, when you find a gem or a jewel like girl boss fashions, you want to kind of keep it to yourself. But that's tougher on business. But at least we're letting people know, Tanisha Evans, the owner, founder of Girl Boss Fashions, that you're out there. And I recall, too, you saying something to the effect that you, you allow every woman to act like a lady and think like a boss. Well, actually, Pa, is act like a lady but dress like a boss. Oh, act like a lady. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Act like a lady, but dress like a boss. Yes, absolutely. Because there's a boss inside of each woman. We're all individuals, and you can be married and still be a boss. That doesn't mean that you don't submit to your husband. We know he's the head, but you are individual. You can have your own individuality, and that's what I really love about it. My husband is a bishop, so... He allows me to be me, and uh, I draw a lot of women to me, and I encourage and inspire them that they, too, can be who they are and be beautiful in the skin that they're in. Well, that's absolutely. Uh, that's uh, a wonderful effort. I know you're successful at it. You've got other stores now. Uh, tell us about yeah. the other Girl Boss locations. The other lo- Girl Boss locations are Lakeside Mall, uh, Mall at Partridge Creek in Macomb Mall. And we have a freestanding building on Kelly and Maross. It's called Girl Boss Beauty Bar and Boutique, where my daughter, my baby girl, she runs that. She's a hairstylist. And uh, we have just a, you know, a few like pieces in there. Um, nothing major because it's really small. Um, but any place you go, you can get bossed up. <laughs> well put and and it was important to you i know to actually open 
up in the heart of Detroit, which you've now done as of July 1st. Your pop-up became permanent now at 111 Monroe Street. Tell me uh, from your heart and soul, Tanisha Evans, uh, as the owner of Girl Boss Fashions, why that was so important to you. I believe it was important to me, Paul, because I am a native of Detroit, born and raised in the city of Detroit, and I wanted to be part of that renaissance. And a lot of my customers, they come into town and they come and they shop at my store. It's like the hub. It's like being in the heart so I can get the traffic from the east, the west, the north, and the south. And I don't have a west side presence, but my downtown Detroit location is very close to the west side. And so it brings everything together. Like I said, it's the hub. You, you're like, what? maybe 20 minutes away from the the airport. So a lot of people, I have had a lot of celebrities that have come into my store and shop with me, getting off the plane and coming in and shopping with me. And I've been able to style some of those celebrities. How cool is that? (laughs) Yes, sir. I guess, I mean, wouldn't that be a dream come true? It has been. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, good for you. Um, and we're talking about girl boss fashions, which are, are said to be from our conversation, I remember in the past, uh, classic, but also trendy, professional, mm-hmm. yet, I guess, yet bossy. Yet bossy. You can go, you can, we can dress a woman that, uh, from, uh, that works a nine to five job that wants to go out in the evening, just the night on the town or they just may even just want to be casual. We can dress, you know, everyone. And and it's unique, Paul, because we look at the personality of the person, and sometimes they say, I don't know if that's going to look right. But when they put the outfit on, it looks better on than on the hanger. And once they put that outfit on, they're ready to take on the world. And it's so amazing to see the energy, to see the vibrancy of the women that come in and say, wow, I look amazing. Well, that's nice. You know, there's no question. <laughs> if you look good, you feel good. If you Absolutely. feel good, everything's better. And there's mm-hmm. no question about that. Now, how tough is it being, though, the owner, founder of a fashion a store, a fashion known, I mean, a store known for its fashion, Girl Boss Fashions? Tanisha Evans, on top of that, you're married to a bishop. Does that cause you any difficulties when you're... I think of my lovely wife, Kim, when we're going to mm-hmm. one of the bazillion events that we go to, and she goes, uh, I think I wore this last time with this group of people. I need to wear something else. I mean, the thought process that you have to go through, and for you, they expect the most because it's your business. How tough is that? You know what, Paul? It can be very tough. So what I do is when I go out and I order, because I handpick everything that's in all five locations, and when I see something that I know that I like, I get an extra one for me so that I can be interchangeable and I can go out. And a lot of times when I wear my styles or my fashions, a lot of women like it, and they would like to duplicate it. You know what I'm saying? So you're absolutely right. A lot of times my husband says, well, we're going here or... We're going to do this. And I thought myself, saying, okay, what did I wear? And I asked my team, I said, can you pull up some pictures to tell me <laughs> what I had on on this day? But I tried to um, have a variety. <laughs> All right. So, so tell me this, because you're a professional. Mm-hmm. 
when our wives say, do you like this one or this one, pointing at two different outfits or dresses? Do you like this one or do you like that one? How do you answer that question and not get in trouble? <laughs> I mean, they have, inevitably you say, well, I, I really like that one. Oh, you didn't mm -hmm. like this one when I wore it the right. other day? No, no, I liked it, but you just asked between the two just now. Uh -huh. Well, you have to be a smart man. You say, honey, both of those look exquisite on you. Whichever one you decide to go with, you're going to be beautiful in. Well, I got to tell you, and I, I'm, I'm not professing that I'm uh, smart enough to do it, but I have said that. And it is true. She, you yes. know, she, she really, when she wears her clothing that she picks out and buys, it looks like it was made for her. And it isn't. It, okay. it just looks like it was made for her. And she uh -huh. really, I always say to her, this is exactly what the designer of this dress was thinking about. When you put that on, that's the way he wanted it to look. So that's a, another thing I say to her. And therefore, I still <laughs> am able to sleep in the house. Haven't had to sleep in the garage for a very long time. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's yes, an it awesome is. thing. You haven't seen our garage. It really is a good thing. All right. <laughs> Very good. Uh, congratulations to you. The dream has come a reality. 111 Monroe Street. Girl Boss Fashions now a permanent part of the heart of Detroit with the woman with the big heart and soul, the owner, Tanisha Evans. Thank you so much, Tanisha. Congratulations. Thank you as well, Paul. Have a great day. You do the same as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. What a successful Rocket Mortgage Classic it was at Detroit Golf Club. Watching Tony Finau, the Phenom Finau, uh, put on a, a classic presentation on a classic golf course. It was all good, all fun, weather cooperated. The players were plentiful and talented, and uh, no one happier about that than all the people at uh, Rocket Mortgage. Whether you start with Dan Gilbert, whose idea this was, uh, if uh, Jay Farner, who made it all happen and continues to with the team, the team, the team, including Mark Hollis, Chief Operating Officer at Rock Ventures, you got to all feel pretty good. I know that you don't rest on your laurels and walk around going, wow, that was uh, fabulous. Well, let's take it easy. I know you're you're already working on your next big thing, which we'll talk a little bit about, the Forbes Under 30 Summit coming up in October. But it really was a great, great Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, and uh, and you got to be happy about that, Mark Hollis. It really was, Paul W., and I think with anything, you always look back to move forward. And in the prior three years, uh, the first year, we didn't even know what we were doing. So it, it was a lot of excitement, a lot of fun, but... We were trying to figure it out as it was going, and then, of course, COVID hit, and then the floods of, of last year that, that really impacted the course and, and some of the, the challenges that we faced of getting water. And, you know, Jared Fleischer and so many people across the city really helped that cause. But this year, we were waiting. Well, what's going to happen? Um, and, and nothing but, you know, good, nothing but fun, people enjoying themselves, seeing engagement on the course and businesses talking to businesses and then of course great golf and a great champion in tony Finau. you know uh, I, I like this uh, the tony paul detroit news line he uses the rocket mortgage classic has its tea time for 2023 uh, it's a nice way of putting it you do have your tea time set up and it's a, a change in dates kind of going back 
Yeah, we're going to go back to the last week of June. And um, while not on the 4th of July, it'll, it'll feed into that weekend, you know, prior to the 4th. There's, there's some excitement about that for, you know, for Detroiters. And that as you look at June, you see the, the Grand Prix is moving downtown. And, and Bud Denker and, and uh, the whole team over there is just doing a fabulous job with, with that program and, and the excitement that that's going to be. It takes you back to the 1980s with the Formula One races that used to come down jefferson and then go down by by the detroit river then you go into um tony michaels and the greatest fireworks show ever and that will be uh, on the monday of a rocket mortgage week once again I'm, I'm glad tony's doing that for us really he's doing that for all of detroit but it just so happens it's going to really kick off tournament week in a in a big way and of course we have the john shippen um which is a national um invitational uh the champion gets a an exemption into the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but that was also a very successful event this year. We look forward to that rolling into 23. It's all it's all rolling nicely, um, as you put it. The first year you said, kind of, we we didn't know what we were doing. Well, you hadn't thrown a, a tournament like this before, but you guys knew what you were doing when you hired Jason Langwell uh, uh, to do that as as the director, if you will. Uh, he did a great job for you. I think uh, uh, Greg Ball, I mean, there's a, a group of people that we all worked with that made our sure. jobs a lot easier, and we were glad WJR could be invited to be a big part of it throughout the uh, whole period, culminating with a special Sean Belegian uh, spin on golf from 6 to 8 p.m. on Sunday. But everything went well, and you can't control the weather, and it went well. So um, you're already uh, planning for June 29th through july 2nd for the next rocket mortgage classic and uh, what do you you must uh, i i because i know you guys and i know the the rocket family and philosophy from dan gilbert uh, and uh, jay farner i you you're already thinking of ways to make it better can you share any of that with us yeah, I think as you look at a golf tournament, you're looking at two different channels. And one is what does hospitality look like? What do the big structures look like? And we've made improvements there every year. You know, I think looking at uh, other events, the waste management is a unique one. Uh, but having double deckers and our hospitality area sold out way back in, in January. And it's how do you create those moments for businesses to be able to interact with each other and create good business for Detroit? So that's the hospitality channel. Then you look at the patron channel, and we added uh, an area out uh, on the front nine called the Treehouse, and it was open to the public. It was a spot where you could see five holes, and it's how can we continuously create those kind of experiences so that folks that are walking onto the course can get those really good vantage points, can get some nice hospitality in the, in the same vein. And then our pro-am um, was just unbelievably successful, and we're looking for ways of how can we expand the number of people that can can participate in something like that. So we're always looking. Casey Herbis, our chief marketing officer, Andrea Gengler, and, and Heather Rain, and everybody in the events team, you know, we were talking throughout the tournament, really leading up of we should have done this, and those are the things that we're going through right now to get ready for 23. Well, uh, better than ever, no doubt, and next year will be better than this year. It's just the way it, it goes. Put, <laughs> or else. It has to. <laughs> and I know, uh, Mark Hollis, you've already put in your order for the good weather because that's a big part of it. It really is. And as you know, June tends to be a little bit uh, wetter, uh, a little bit more rain. So 
you know, that's always a risk. It's it, it was nice to have a very dry week, but we'll take whatever happens. And every year we have a champion, so that that's the good part. So, uh, looking forward to that, we always do. It is uh, it's really now uh, an event that causes people to take note, and the fact that you've already released the dates indicates that because people will move their vacations around, their travel plans, and everything else to be sure to be here now, June 29th through July 2nd, for the next Rocket Mortgage Classic that just, as we say, just gets better and better and better. And uh, and and you move on to your next event. There's always something happening that uh, you guys are a part of, and I, I touched on it a little bit, but there's the Forbes uh, Under 30 Summit that will be here in October. Remind our WJR listeners, Opportunity Detroit listeners, uh, about that one, if you will, Mark Hollis. Well, like the Rocket Mortgage Classic, you know, Dan and Jay really designed that one to have a great celebration for Detroiters on an annual basis, but also bring eyes from across the nation and the world to Detroit. <clears throat> in the same vein, that's what the Forbes Under 30 Summit, now in its fourth year, has had very unique uh, pivots for the same reasons that the Rocket Mortgage Classic did. But it's it's an event that brings some of the brightest, smartest, it's a diverse population that comes in and really shares their stories, but also gets a chance to learn about Detroit. And from the first one, we've had we've had entrepreneurs come to Detroit and then invest in in businesses here and and startups and and create new energy in the city. And once again, that's what we're trying to create with with this Forbes Under Thirty Summit. So it's the last year it's in Detroit. Um, we're looking forward to seeing these young minds come in, and there's some good entertainment, good socializing and, and connecting with, with Detroiters. So we're excited about that one. That's the first week of October, and, and that's the next one that's in our crosshairs. Lexi Pochelle has the lead on that, who's on my team, and she just does a great job with that and so many other things. You know, that kind of sums up a lot of the philosophy, and there are many philosophies and uh, and isms, if you will, that come our way from Dan Gilbert, Jay Farner, and yourself and the team there. But bringing new energy into the city is a kind of a hallmark and very, very important. How important is that to you? Well, I think if you look at my background and, and Dan's, they're very similar. And Dan made a massive movement down here 10, 11 years ago. And it's like if, if it was just him and he knew if it was just him, it's not a success story. It's who follows. It's who wants to be part of this, this city. And, you know, I, I – you talk about the resurgence. We ha- we are in in a place right now where we are are thriving. We're getting better every day. But uh, what he did ten eleven years ago really set the bar. And it's you know that's been my background in in college sports and now down in Detroit is how do you bring people together to create good things? And um, I'm just following Dan and Jay's path on that, and they're they're great to work with. Mark Hollis, who we've known for years in his other job and now this one. Chief Operating Officer at Rock Ventures. Um, tell me how uh, the the Hudson Project is going. I have in my office at WJR a shovel that was given to me at the groundbreaking of that uh, project. How's it going now? Well, it's really good to see it above ground. My, my walk to work goes right past it, so I get to see the progress every day. And, you know, we're excited for what that's going to bring um, to the city of Detroit in, in a way that, uh, creates hospitality, creates engagement. Uh, there's going to be areas that uh, are going to be great for, for pedestrians walking the streets, 
a hotel, um, housing, uh, retail. It's just it's going to add another element to Detroit that just continues our evolution. It's coming along. Once we got it above ground, it's moving along at a pretty good clip now. So we're, we're excited about that. And I'm, I'm very happy to see that the city council understood uh, the importance of a building like the Hudson's Project and have given their green light. And uh, you guys have gone through what everybody's going through, only on a massive scale. If you think you've ordered something for your house and you've gotten waylaid by the supply chain problems, imagine what it's like building a skyscraper. How's that been going? That, well, that that's part of the – I mean, we, I always used to, when I was at Michigan State, I would look at blueprints and I'm like, how does all this come together uh, at the end of the day? How do the wires and the pipes and everything just – and it's amazing what architects and, and uh, contractors have the ability – to do, but I think at the end of the day, when you look at projects like this, it's more than a building. It's it's something that's going to have value to so many different people, and that's what you always want to try to create when you're building a facility like this. Is is how do you put everything into it that's going to on the other side have value for virtually everybody um, that comes into to the Detroit market and beyond? Well, it, it spurs on other innovation. You know, a, a lot of people have ideas and think about certain things they'd like to do or accomplish. When someone else goes out and does something as major as this project, for example, and for that matter, so many projects that are tied into uh, Dan Gilbert, Jay Farner, and the whole team there, uh, it does give other people the kind of green light to go ahead and dream and go ahead and try to do what they've been thinking about doing. No, that's right. And that's Dan's philosophy from the beginning of coming down, you know, coming down here. It's, you'll see it when you believe it. And people want to be close to things that are happening that are great. We see it with the Rocket Mortgage Classic. You're going to see it with this facility of, of this building, the, the Hudson site, is, is when you see it, you want to be part of it. You want to be part of the excitement of what's happening in, in Detroit, not just downtown, but across the neighborhoods and the, the work that's being done everywhere. So you are right. Um, when you do great things, uh, people want to be a part of it, and we're seeing that happening right here in Detroit. Well put, and you're a valued member of the team. We were thrilled when we heard you were joining the team, Mark Hollis, Chief Operating Officer of Rock Ventures. Always a pleasure, my friend. See you soon, I hope. You as well, Paul W. Keep doing great things. I appreciate you. Mark Hollis, I appreciate you, sir. And by the way, uh, Tanisha Evans, the guest that started us off, wanted me to be sure to tell you about Girl Boss. She said, I never gave my phone number. Well, here's the phone number. 313-474-BOSS. 313-474-BOSS. And boss equals 2677. 313-474-2677, and also online at girlbossfashions.com. There you are, Tanisha. We've solved that issue, that problem, and we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Finally, today on Opportunity Detroit, we say hi to a new neighbor in the new center area. We'll get to that in a moment with Laura Horwath, the owner of Fern Boutique. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. As I understand it, Fern Boutique currently has four brick and mortar locations in the great state of Michigan. You're located in Ann Arbor, Bay City, 
the 12 Oaks Mall, and now we're talking about being a neighbor here in uh, in Detroit and the new center area. Tell us about tell us about you and and about your stores. Yeah, so I opened Fern Boutique actually this Friday, August 5th is our 7th year in business. Um, we started out in Bay City, Michigan, and which is about 2 hours north of Detroit. And really my inspiration and my reason for starting the business is I saw a need in the community there that the lack of retail and just the aesthetic of the style of what Fern Boutique has to offer just was really lacking. Um, And then I noticed after about a year of being in business there that the same was happening in other cities where there was some retail, but not clothing and not really serving the, the customer that, that we're serving. So um, for me, I had no background in retail or buying, merchandising, anything like that before I started Fern Boutique. My reason was just, this doesn't exist here. Why not? Can, can I make this happen? And how do I do that? So I quickly learned that in Bay City, it was obvious after a short few months that it was really well received there and really needed there um, to then which I started to explore other areas, other cities that I was interested in bringing a firm boutique to. And Detroit was our second location, which we opened in um, actually August of 2018. So we're going on four years in the new center area on Woodward and oh. West Grand Boulevard there with some other great small businesses. So we're super, super excited to still be here um, with the pandemic and everything. So how do you describe the Detroit fashion community? So I think it's a very diverse group. I would say, you know, we definitely have so many cool up and coming artists, designers, people that actually, you know, make their own clothing or, you know, make their own styles themselves. And then you've got, you know, of course, the small business community with men's, women's, kids, different styles. I think my favorite thing about the Detroit fashion community is there's so many unique places to shop. And there's really not anyone kind of doing the same thing as anyone else. It's really unique in the sense of different neighborhoods have different shops. And it, everybody's kind of got their own unique style going within their businesses. So I think it's it's a cool, you know, just environment to be able to find different things you're not going to see on other people, most likely. And and you do a lot of what you do, from what I understand. We're speaking with Laura Horwath, owner of Fern Boutique, uh, here in the New Center area, as well as uh, her four brick-and-mortar locations that include in Michigan, Ann Arbor, Bay City, Detroit, and the 12 Oaks Mall. Um, You also focus on supporting other locally-owned businesses. And and tell me how that works and how you tie that in with what you have at Fern Boutique. Yeah, so we really have built our business from a community approach. So for... Most of our time being open, a lot of our, my friends, um, other entrepreneurs in the community, we try to bring them into the store to actually do pop-ups and 
Maybe it's, you know, a weekend-long pop-up or a holiday-focused pop-up or Mother's Day or, you know, we, we focus it sort of around different themes. But being able to have smaller, um, you know, maybe one-woman show, you know, jewelry designers or candle makers or things like that to come in and pop up. I try to focus on ones that maybe don't have a space. Um, they, they don't have a storefront or they, they don't really have the in-person ability to sell. It just gives them that opportunity to be, you know, in a store for a couple of days and in front of that audience that they may not reach, you know, just having a website. So um, really it's, it's fun because I think our customers learn about them, their customers learn about us, and we focused on actually a lot of women-owned businesses in the community and having them do pop-ups or whether we're collaborating with them on something, or maybe we're even buying their products at wholesale and selling them at retail in our stores. Um, that is something that's just a really been important to me because everybody starts somewhere, and a lot of opportunities like that you just don't get. I mean, you can contact different stores or bigger stores, and they just a lot of times you don't hear back or you, you just don't get the opportunity. So being able to provide you know, other small entrepreneurs or, or makers, the opportunity to do those types of things is just, it's, it's really great. And I think it is a win-win for both of us. Well, it sounds like it. Why don't you uh, do me the favor in our WJR opportunity, Detroit listeners, of walking through uh, one of your Fern boutiques. Take us through and explain what we're seeing and what we can expect when we come visit. Sure. So we sell women's apparel and accessories. And um, when you walk in the store, you're, you're really invited into our home. It's kind of how we treat everyone. So we really want to be able to help people and actually genuinely provide them with a service that we don't feel exists in, in the marketplace right now. Um, it reminds me of being a kid and going shopping at like Jacobson's when that store was open and you're, a stylist is greeting you. They're, they're talking to you, asking you what you're looking for, how they can help you. And for me, I think that personalization, saying hello to people, greeting them, genuinely connecting with them. Um, there's so many options anymore to shop online. Obviously, anybody can start a website. Anybody can, you know, have a an online retail shop. And I think you really have to find something that's different and provide it to your customers to get them to continue coming back, make them feel good, make them feel confident. Um, we sell a lot of business casual clothing, a lot of more casual, um, you know, cozier sweatshirts and stuff. We have our own custom line of Detroit um, and Michigan-based crewnecks and T-shirts and things that we sell that are actually made locally in Detroit. Um, but we also really focus on if people are attending weddings or if they're getting married or, you know, that sort of dressier side as well, because we do know that the events and occasions are happening constantly too. So when you walk in the store, um, all of our stores look a little different. So we try to keep it sort of styled within the community that we're located in. And there's a, you know, a mural on the wall in Detroit. We've got exposed brick. We've got high ceilings. Um, we really kept sort of that kind of industrial feel in the shop um, in New Center. And so, yeah, you're going to be greeted. You're going to be asked what you're looking for. Um, we begin to sort of start pulling items off the racks to start you a fitting room that you may want to try on. 
and really focusing on helping people, making sure their size is right, fit is right, um, occasion styled, you know, head to toe with accessory shoes, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then really just making sure that, you know, whatever questions we can answer for the customers as best as possible, we're answering for them. Um, nothing is more annoying to me than going into a shop and no one talking to you or no one engaging with you or just really being ignored. Um, oh, I agree. One, you have one very short opportunity to engage with customers and you can really get a bad reputation from not doing exactly that. So um, all of our team members are very focused on that um, and just really making sure that whatever the customer needs, even if we can't provide it for them, maybe we're recommending them to go to another small business or another business in the community to find what they're looking for. But being helpful and being engaging, I think, is really what, people know us for too. They know, oh, if I go to Fern, they're going to help me find something that I need. And if I, if I don't find it, then, you know, at least I tried and they, they know that they can trust us to, to try our best. Very good. Ann Arbor, Bay City, 12 Oaks Mall and Detroit. It's Fern Boutique. Where do they go online to see more and get very specific directions on how to come to Fern Boutique? Sure. So we are also online selling um, on our e-commerce store as well. It's fernboutique.com, and that's spelled F-E-R-N-E, boutique. And there is a locations page where you can find all of the addresses and phone number, email, you know, way to contact us. Our, Our biggest probably place people mostly find us is Instagram. Our handle is at symbol shop underscore Fern, F-E-R-N-E. And um, like I mentioned, we, we do have online shopping as well. And if you are on your, on your iPhone or your, your smartphone and you open the map app and you search for us, you can find us there as well to come in and visit us in store. Worth finding uh, online and in person at one of your stores in Ann Arbor, Bay City, 12 Oaks Mall, or Detroit. The owner of Fern Boutique and doing a nice job, Laura Horwath. Thanks for joining us, Laura. Thank you so much. Well, it's uh, our pleasure to introduce our listeners to you. And that goes for uh, Tanisha Evans, the owner of Girl Boss. And she was so worried you wouldn't be able to find her. Girlbossfashions.com, girlbossfashions.com, or 313-474-BOSS, 313-474-2677. Uh, We had a great uh, conversation with Mark Hollis, Chief Operating Officer of Rock Ventures. They have a tea time, as Tony uh, Paul put it in the newspaper, uh, June 29th through July 2nd, the new dates for the next Rocket Mortgage Classic. And then finishing up with Laura Horwath, owner of Fern Boutique. You'll find them uh, rather easily, too, at Fern, F-E-R-N-E, Boutique.com. Hope you'll join me Monday through Friday from 6 till 9 on The Morning Show on WJR. And then back next time on Opportunity Detroit. Go on out, make it a great rest of the day, and we'll talk to you next time. Regards, Paul W. Smith.